Alright. <laughs> I'm doing that at the start. We're going. Yeah. Yes. Um three out of the four of the original hosts. Quadrangle are here. Yeah. Mm. Gaz is missing. Fat. Mm. R.I.P. Yeah. Interesting to see how it goes without him. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Different vibe, but good vibe. Yeah, we've almost it'll be it'll be interesting because eventually there'll probably be a podcast with all of us won't be here at yeah. some point. Yes. So yeah. we've already had one without you, Lewis. One without we've had one without you. Yeah. And we've had one without we haven't had one without me. No, no. Um I guess that makes sense since I'm, you know, the best host. But um <laughs> Um Well I'm not a host. What are you? A member? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's valid. Um so today I'd like to discuss like, what is, like, the best piece of advice? Best piece of advice? That you could give or have ever received in life. And you're like, wow, that's so fat. Oh, like, that we've received. Or, or you could give. Either or either. I feel like we're in... Good advice or just bad advice? Yeah, both. Any pieces of advice you've received. Sometimes bad advice is the best advice. Mm. Do you give us an example. No, I can't think of any of them. <laughs> Do you want to go first? I need to think for a bit. Um... Well, um, like good, pe- like bad piece of advice. I completely agree with Saul. Like, there's been a couple of times when um, there's been people and they've just kind of tried to give you advice, and I'm just maybe it's the egotist in me, but every now and again someone will go to give me advice, and I'm just like, cap, I'm not taking advice from you. But like, is that just a horrible way to live your life? I feel like you uh, not necessarily. Well, I see where you're coming from. I think you could be you should be able to take on board everything that everyone says, but take everything on board with a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't think you can wholeheartedly adhere to someone's advice or you can wholeheartedly disregard what they've said, depending on how you judge them. Yeah, like I, I think you I think you should as a human, like a well balanced human would be able to look at something and be like, yeah, I'll take some advice. But then, you know, obviously it's not going to work for every situation and you may have to change the level of how much you're taking on board from a, from certain people. But, you know, like I wouldn't probably talk to Hitler about ethics. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to take much on board if he talks to me about that. But, you know, like there, it comes with the situation, I feel like. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I, get, I completely agree, like, if any of like you guys, um, like any of the housemates, um, like give me advice about anything really, I'll take it on board almost inst- well not uh, instantly to strong yeah. word, but like you are um, good at doing that, taking on board. Yeah. Um, I guess though, yeah, when there are certain people that are like telling me, and I'm just like, go off, I guess. But I've got a good piece of advice. Yeah. It's about advice itself. What is it, Saul? Don't dwell on criticism from someone you wouldn't. T- um, ask uh, like seek advice from. Oh, that's deep. That I agree that's with good. that. That is good. Don't dwell on criticism from someone you wouldn't seek advice from. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a so, good quote. Um, there was a bunch of quotes. I don't where I heard that, but that's not an original. No. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not an original. I think I've heard it before. But yeah, yeah, that is a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, the the most recent book I've just read, Sam's book segment. Oh, book segment. Um, that's early segment. Yeah, I know. Anyway, well, I just, because this is why I thought of the topic. So, How to Make Friends and Influence People was the name of the book. Quite a long book as well. Yeah, pretty famous. Um, Pretty famous, yes. Um, And there's, it's filled with like, 
lots and lots of quotes and like if I had a photographic memory, I could probably spit out a hundred quotes from the book that are great. Yeah. But um, just some are like, um, they're kind of not dissimilar to what you just said. Um, be like lavish with praise and hardy with criticism. Like, like there's that's I butchered that quote, but it's yeah. Like so give, give out praise, give, give out praise. Yeah. Like abundantly, and then yeah. take on criticism. No, no, no. Like get don't give out like give out criticism like oh rarely rarely oh okay. Yeah, it's not, um, it's the quote I'm definitely butchering. Yeah. But it's more, okay. like, that was just, almost every section of the book is filled with, like, a great quote. Um, mm. And it's, yeah, it's, a lot of it's about making people feel important and stuff. And it was just, it's a great book. Mm. And uh, now I can't, I can't think of any of the quotes. It's, no. Yeah. Or the, one of the most important, um, the most important sound to anyone um, in life is almost always their own name. And it was like Ooh. about how you should always like try to call people by, by their, their name. name. I'm horrible at that. I'm really bad I at that as well. I really would not. Yeah, I won't do that unless it's. Yeah. An interesting person is interested in others. Like mm. that was one that I um, like thought was really good as well. That is good. Is that like I always think about. There's another one. There's another quote where it's like most people just want to talk about themselves all the time. It's quite a. Mm. Um, like bad like if I, the fact that i'm taking these out of context it makes the book or just the concepts themselves sound really dark and just selfish really like yeah it just sounds like a book of advice yeah and it's um is that wait is there how much of a storyline is there to it there's not it's, it's just it's a, a bit of a, it's like a non-fiction yeah non-fiction it's yeah, like a non-fictional like insight to the human mind yeah essentially yeah. yes yeah it'd be fun if they tried to put a little plot to it <laughs> like, had a little name, little guy called Johnny, go through life, <laughs> experience all these quotes from figures in his life. Facts. Um, um, no, but yeah, no, those are good. Those, some of those quotes are very good. I'm struggling to think of any off the top of my head. But the advice that I always like is like, don't overthink things. It's like one of them. Yes. And then just accept that everyone is on their own path and like living their own life and you don't have to compare yourself to other people. I think that's that's something that I've tried. Yeah, don't judge up. people too quickly because you don't know how you would have ended up in the same circumstance. Yeah, yeah, that. That's a from the book. That's well. from, oh, is it okay? Yeah, that prompted like. <laughs> but it me something. No original ideas here. That reminds me of something else I've heard not so long ago. I think it was like the same water that boils an egg softens a potato. Yeah, and it was like the same pressure. Oh damn! Yeah, no, I've heard similar that's things cool. like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, you can. Oh, something about pressure in a diamond from a coal or something. Yeah. It's just some quote from that. <laughs> this is not great to listen to. Yeah. Um, there was you some... can piece it together. Listen yeah, to no, it. pressure makes a diamond, but um, yeast rises when you let it rest. So... <laughs> what are we saying? Yeah. Does that... No. Wait. Is that... <laughs> yeast... What's something that's something when you rest Success has never owned its rent. <laughs> <laughs> Living... <laughs> and you... the rent's due every day, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> No, no um, it's something like the same. Ah, oh, it's like the same fucking. I don't know. Pressure that makes it. Pressure like, that makes it. Dumb. Pressure makes it makes it diamond, but something. also make a limestone crack. <laughs> the old saying goes. I think, I think it was something along the lines of that, actually. Really? I don't think. I There's feel like definitely it's one that's like something way more elegant. <laughs> um, but dough rises when you let it rest. Is that incorrect? Yeah, no, that's probably another one. But I don't think that and the diamond analogy should be in the same quote, though. It's, I swear. <laughs> it shouldn't be like pressure makes 
coal a diamond or something and if you let the dough rise if you let the dough rest it rises I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just trying to trip people up. Diamonds are formed under pressure and bread dough rises when you let it rest. Oh, we really? all are our own things. Oh, Go fuck okay. yourself. I knew the quote. I would rather be a diamond than a bit of risen bread, though. A what? A diamond than a bit of risen bread. Wouldn't what? You mean the most eaten food in the world? Facts. We were talking about that the other yeah, day. Yeah, true, true. Um. Okay, well, that's just... I would rather be... Would you be a piece of bread or a would piece you be of, a A piece of dough that had too much pressure on it. That's what I would like to be. <laughs> Just the worst of both worlds. Um, I think I'm just a diamond that's resting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Um, yeah, but yeah. Would, Which would you rather be? I would, I would 100% be like a diamond for sure. I think at the moment I'm just a piece of coal. <laughs> That's resting. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, isn't that exactly what we just described? Uh, oh. Yeah, okay. So... Um, yeah, that is an interesting quote. I think, um, advice though, like, yeah, quotes are a good way of finding advice like that. Like mm. there's a few, um, like I'm trying to think of some really, like some ones that, um, that, yeah, but that's the one thing I find hardest to remember are quotes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was one, I, it talked a lot about like leaders and stuff. Mm. In their lives, the book did. yeah, and um, it was really I I found it extremely interesting because, for example, they talked about Abraham Lincoln a lot, yeah, and how how he was like a bunch of great leaders they talked about. They talked about Abraham Lincoln probably the most, and like he would do things like when he was always really mad about something, like a policy or something has happened, he would like write all these feelings down on a letter and then go out to send it, but instead of sending it, like put it in his drawer, mm. and then wait a day. And read then, it. and then, no, well, not. I wouldn't know if he would read it, but then he'd be like, okay. And then he would then make a better decision than sending off like, like berating someone. Ah, uh, so almost like you can do the same with a passive aggressive email, but instead of sending it, you just leave it. Yeah. For well, have you guys ever done that? Like written down your like feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so. No, cool. no, I've done that. I've definitely not like in an email or in a letter. But I've written it in a notes page. I've done it after like the like, only time I've ever done it is like after a breakup. I've just been like written up yeah, no, I've done letter that. to the person and then I've just burned it. And I was like, that really? Happened? Did you actually burn it yeah. physically? Yeah. Wow. Why is why is that No, just I don't know, just the, extra effort. I the, guess. the symbolic nature of burning. I burnt a bunch of stuff after year twelve. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people did that. But I school. regretted that because I did it in like a really small, like at home we've got like this pot valley which I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's like a very like tall and like thin, like cauldron almost mm. that like I think I know what you mean. Pe- people tend to have on like verandas and like patios and stuff. Yeah. Um, almost, it's almost like a fireplace, but it's more like, it's like a fire pit. Yeah. But it's like tall and thin. Yeah. Um, it's like fat at the bottom though. Yeah. Like a bit one that's a bit like. I think that's why it's called a pot belly, yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines, yeah. But ours was kind of like, it wasn't like a conventional pot belly. Anyways, I put a bunch of like notes and everything in it and then burnt it. But then what I didn't realize is when it's tall and thin, there's just like so many ashes after everything's burnt. And so I spent like an hour having to like shovel the ashes into the bin because I was like made so much mess. It's like I would rather have chucked all this stuff out. It would have saved me so much time. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't burn any of my stuff because I had thought that I might need it for uni. Yeah, I was just sad. Yeah, I think I was 
like set to burn was my English part, but I just never got around to it. Mm, yeah. yeah, I burnt everything. I didn't care. Everything. I guess the fact that I dropped out, you know, kind of that's a bit of poetry there. Yeah, true. The fact that I burnt true. everything because I didn't. <laughs> you could have burnt everything at the start of this year. It would have been a more, you know, symbolic, symbolic thing. thing. Giving up on the um, the stem path. Yeah, or just taking a new path, releasing yeah. all of the. When one door closes, another one opens. Another mm, good quote. Another good quote. <laughs> I used to give another good piece of advice. I think even my, maybe my dad taught me this one. Like, don't piss off people who control your fate. That's, yeah. Don't, yeah. Like, I completely... I think it's like that. that's, well, in my short experience, that's most applicable to umpires. I think I would have said, wait, wait, like, waiting staff. Like, people, like, hospitality workers. Because what mm, I always yeah. say, mm. it's like like millennials and like boomers and stuff like like berating just like a mcdonald's worker who's like 16 and it's like if they're just having a bad day what's to stop them from you know just spitting in your burger Mm. yeah true true and yeah and i feel like they're already on their like last will to live as well personally like as someone who used to work as like a waiter when i was younger Mm. i'm just just always like i feel like kitchen staff are always kind of like abusing oh, like being a the, cook is stressful or even just working around a kitchen yeah i'm pro i'm sure they've got their reasons for it like um my point is though i just as a waiter i always felt like i was just getting yelled at and mm. i was like whack as hell and so i'm already kind of just like freaking out because i'm like 15 i don't really know what i'm doing and then just someone i like i give someone like mongolian lamb instead of mongolian beef and then they act as if I'm the dumbest person to ever exist. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm, dr- I'm 14. Like, leave me alone. Uh, anyway, yeah. that was a hypothetical situation. And it didn't really happen. <laughs> I've heard. That's a quote. That whole story. <laughs> oh, no. That's, yeah, insanely stressful. I, yeah. I'm just, even, like, spilling stuff if you're, if you're a wait staff. Hmm. Like, if you've got, like, a... Like, you see those videos, like, people carrying, like, heaps of drinks and then just, like, tripping over. Yeah. It's like... You ever see, like, the videos where they're like, oh, have you spilled any drinks tonight? And he's like, not yet. And then, like, 30 seconds later, it's like every drink is on the floor. Yeah, I haven't seen those videos either. Um, (laughs) But I agree completely with umpires. That's It's so Mm. hard to, like, hold your tongue there, but they can't do anything. It's not like an umpire's going to be like... Oh, great call, mate. Like, I apologise. Here you go. Here's the free kick. Yeah, I think it was, like, further reinforced. Um, When I was, like, younger, we had, like, the person who umpires every week come and talk to us. Mm. He was, like, just one of the parents, but he did it every week. And, well, to be honest, he favoured us a fair bit. Yeah. So it often caused a lot of um commotion amongst the opposition. Yeah. But uh, he came to us, like, the a Tuesday, the following Tuesday night training and said, like, guys, we can run down as to how we should all behave. He's like... Look, the reality is, if you talk shit to me in the first quarter, if there's a 50-50 call later in the game, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. I'm going to think, this little like, bitch doesn't deserve a free <laughs> kick. Facts. I'm, mm. I'm going to give it to the kid who held their tongue and treated me with respect. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, that's true. I always found the same in basketball. Like, I was always really like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I would like disrespect umpires, but it was more that I was just very intense all the time with everything and so when i would like stuff something up myself like give away a field or something it could have looked like i was visibly angry with the umpire but more i was just like angry with myself and so i like which is and i feel like something like that was sometimes betrayed later in the game when i would get caught for fields that like weren't there and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. 
that was always really annoying. But again, like you're never gonna get a situation where like the umpire's like, sorry mate, I made the wrong call there. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't happen. No. Um bad pieces of advice though, I feel like they're also really important. Like bad well. advice. Yeah, I just well, cause then you gotta like experience like the bad advice to be like, okay. You should let one person do the cat on your team. <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific. It yeah, is very specific, but two thirds of this table know exactly what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, no. Fair enough. Two thirds. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Including me. Um, no, uh, but like, I'm trying to think of a bad piece of advice right now, but I just. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah, I've definitely tried to limit the amount of bad advice and bad advice I keep in my head so it's hard to yeah it no up. that's a good point but like is there a piece of advice that you thought like and then I, you did and then it just didn't work out at all yeah definitely but I'm trying to figure out like I'm, I'm sure that most of the bad decisions I've had I wouldn't say this is bad advice but giving everyone the benefit of the doubt is sometimes a terrible call in my <laughs> opinion like I'm like this person is very clearly a wanker and like I do not want, but then like my parents would be say something. Oh, I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay. And then like two months later, I just get fucked over again. I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. Fuck this guy. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. but you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Is that bad advice? No, good, good advice. I'd say it's kind of similar to the umpire yeah. thing. Like, don't let. What was the quote your dad had? Oh, it's like, don't piss off like the people who. Control your fate. Yeah. Mm. That's very valid. Mm. Oh, great piece of a bad advice that my uncles... Oh, that's just, this is bad. Go, go, uh, go. I'm, I'm going to steer into this kid because one of my uncles will probably be listening to this podcast. Um, it's not him, though, okay. if, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> um, whichever uncle... They'll, they'll all think it won't be them now. <laughs> one of the... One of them, it will what, be. It's, it's definitely if one of them. If you are Sam's uncle, it could be you. <laughs> Come on, let's One of it. my uncles, well, I mean, they'll know, because I'll know if they said this or not. Yeah. One of my uncles said to me, um, like, we were talking about, like, high school and all that, and kind of, I've kind of always just kind of stood out like a sore thumb mm. a, a lot in my life, um, much to, like, my own doing or just the way I am. But one of my uncles was like, oh, that's just like not the way to go. Like, you just got to keep your head down, stay under the radar. And I'm just, and I like at the time as well was like, nah, wrong. I disagree strongly. You want to get up there, be at the front of the stage. And then he's like, nah, that's not the way to do it, mate. And I remember him, and this was a genuine piece of advice he was trying to give me. And Uh. even at the time I was thinking, this is horrible advice maybe not for like it could be good advice for someone yeah horrible advice for me yeah because i'm just never going to be able to just like stay under the radar and like keep my head down it's just like not who i am as a human being yeah and i just remember like at the time i was probably 13 or 14 when i heard this was i'm just like there's no i'm not going to take a, it's a bit piece soul of crushing this. isn't it what keep it stay under the radar yeah or just yeah get out of the spotlight that's not the way to do it. I'm, I think he was less saying it it's specific to me and more about in his own experience, this was the better option. Mm. Well, but is he a stand-up comedian? Um, no. Yeah, so probably not the right pathway. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. If, he's, if he, he's like a happy accountant that mm. works for a big company in the city and he's doing well, yeah, then maybe. 
Maybe that's the pathway you should take. Maybe you should keep your head down. <laughs> Maybe you should step out of the spotlight, get off the front stage. But yeah, probably yeah. not the right advice for you, definitely. Mm. Sure. I can't think of any bad advice I've been given. Nothing like springs to mind. Yeah. But like no really broad pieces. I mean, I think like there have been times where small individual pieces of advice just have aged poorly, but yeah. none of them spring to mind either. Yeah, true. I think most of the time I've been given good advice and then tended to ignore it. And then that's when the bad decisions have happened. Mm. Like especially when I've been given advice by my parents and then I'll be like, oh, no, it'll be okay. And then I do it my way. <laughs> and then it ends up not going as, as well as it could have. That's I feel like that's that the like ignoring of information or good advice is sometimes just bad. So I've been lucky. I've been, I've lived around a lot of people who don't like speaking about things unless they are generally very knowledgeable on the topic. Mm, yeah, yeah. So usually when it does when it does come time that they feel the need to have advice, it's generally pretty good because they're pretty knowledgeable on the topic. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I've gotten to like learn as I've gotten older is like who to ask for different mm. types of information and di different types of advice. Like there'll be people I'll go to for certain advice. Like I pr like I'm I'm probably not going to take no offense, I'm probably not going to take fiscal advice from you. I probably fiscal. Take, yeah, like or how to spend my money and how to save it. I'd probably talk to my parents about that. Yeah. But then I wouldn't talk to them about other things where I'd, that I'd talk to you about. Yeah. yeah. Like that, like sort of, you know, doing that sort of thing. Yeah. No, I, compl like I completely agree. And I feel like that is where, this, see, this is probably where like the bad advice or like advice that I'm, I would just choose not to take on comes into play in terms of the fact that when someone's giving me advice about something that I personally don't think they're, like a like a I wouldn't like being an expert in something is a, such a strong word, mm. but just like considerable like knowledge or just clear like even, not even considerable knowledge, but like for example, I would ask both of you to be honest about like just general things because I feel like you guys tend to think I f I do a lot of just impulse decisions and stuff like that. I don't tend to think through everything that I do, mm. right? Mm. Um, which is like like not that's not like a complaint or it's just kind of like a th like again when i want something that's like when i would i've got something to share that i'm like okay i really want this to be like thought out and i just want like genuine advice then like that's definitely and like there's no like expert in though in that regard no whereas like if there's someone who's like not going to be able to you know like genuinely like have thorough thought about what i'm like asking or like suggesting or just needing advice about, then I would just like not ask them, and in that regard, then not take on. Am I making any yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for example, that's what you just said in terms of like obviously if I like imagine you like like the situations that I'm talking about is imagine you mm. make a bad financial decision. Like you are like oh I've just got this really good like I've just gone on like um ebay and i'm gonna buy this, this amazing laptop lego set yeah lego lego set <laughs> go off I guess. Um, and then you're like yeah and it's the coliseum man yeah. and you ended up six thousand pieces facts two thousand dollars and it's yeah. just like and then you come back and you like 
have lost like because he just he was like a scammer oh okay I and paid so for you, a picture of the, Col- the, yeah. the Lego Colosseum yeah exactly you paid for a picture of the Lego Colosseum yes and so it's not like well, then, the instruction manual what I don't that res- happens a fair bit getting the instruction manual and not the box anyway continue sorry <laughs> see uh, great point because then I wouldn't be here then sitting down being like Okay, Lewis. Now you're making bad financial decisions here. You've got to, <laughs> to do better. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't come here and get. And then, because then all I would think is happening in your head is like, that, that, is he listening to himself right now? Like yeah. that's all that, and that's all that goes through my head when I'm like I'm put in a similar situation when someone's like giving me this feedback. And mm. like I'm this, I'm making it sound like this has happened to me all the time, mm. but like it's you know like. One or like one percent of the time, there's someone. So you bought a, a Lego set online and only got the instructions. <laughs> Facts. No, it's like it's when someone's giving me advice that I personally don't think that they are taking on themselves. Yeah. And um. Yeah, that's a big thing. Being hypocritical with giving. Yeah, hypocrisy advice. is huge. Mm. And like, live how you preach. Mm. That's uh, that is probably that's a really good live piece. how you preach. Is that is that I, an action? No, I've never I heard that before. I've is that I haven't a... heard it anyway. But I like it's a good way to live. If you're if you're trying to give other people advice, you know, probably mm. live by those. Examples. So a piece of advice you would disagree with then, comparatively, is like do as I say, not as I do. What is your thoughts on that? Um. Uh, I mean, like I feel like. It's not bad advice for someone else, but <laughs> for that person, they're living that like maybe their life isn't perfect. Like you know, I feel like if you want to make yourself better, live how you preach. If you are trying to give someone else advice, and you may not have it all perfectly worked out yourself, but you know how you could better work it out, and you say you know if you do this. I mean, I haven't implemented this, but if you do this thing, this action... For example, I could be like, yeah, if you run 10K a day, you will become fitter. I'm not going to do this, but that is a fact. Yeah, I mean, yes. I wouldn't really... Yes, a, a fact, not advice. That's, it, it, it'd be more so something like, what you want to do is you want to save $150 a week and you want to put that towards your savings account you don't listen to me because you know I buy Lego sets every week and spend all that extra money I yeah. earn. But a good piece of advice for you is to save that money so then you can get a deposit on a house and you can pay off your mortgage and you can whatever. Yeah, that's like that's advice. That's good for the person you're giving advice to. That yeah. statement, like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, but probably not ideal for you if your situation is like you're you're not really improving your own situation with that advice. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like that's it. All comes back to the the concept of um, like why we always ask our parents for advice because like in each of our lives, I would assume that our parents have have it best worked out, you know, because mm-hmm. they've got like had a family and most likely like own a house or have a mortgage of sorts and have a stable career etc mm. yeah and so yeah like that is the like they're i feel like they're the most it's like the easy the easiest person to take advice from is someone who does have it worked out yeah true worked out when i say worked out quotation marks around that because not really anyone has no one it worked, has it worked out. out completely but like the Some more people have a better idea of it than others though. yeah and so the more you have it worked out the more you're willing to take advice when you when we say mm. it though it can be so many things can't it 
to be honest. Yeah. Like taking like it's so it's such a surface level thing it to is. say to take advice, like purely from a standpoint of uh, this is how to make my life better or this is how to save money. It is. Like I'm thinking, like, would you rather take advice from? But like when I say it worked out, I obviously mean like life. Yeah. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like you, you could live different types of lives and. Like, for some people, those are equally successful. Like, you could take advice from, um, I don't know, let's say Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um, and say, like, oh, you know, if I probably take his advice, if he, you know, talks how he preaches, or, like, you know, how he... No, if, if he preaches how he lives and I take his advice, then, you know, there may be a similar pathway for me for earning a lot of money and being a fairly influential person and starting a, a startup that, you know has does a million yes. users or whatever. Or you could say, I want advice from a Shaolin warrior monk who lives in the hills of um, rural China and lives a peaceful existence in nature and eats a simple bowl of rice, but is, you know, probably have, has thought about consciousness and has thought about his own personal being way more than anyone else in civil, civilization. Yeah. And then you ask that person for advice and it's going to be very different to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And they're going to be very different lives that you could, you know, go towards yeah. depending on those advice that you take. Yeah. Thoughts or? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to respond. Fair enough. I'll say all the points. Mm. <laughs> there is um, a great quote, like what, a great quote Bring that I'm thinking of. Quotes. Yeah, go. Is, um, have you seen the movie Yesterday? No. The basis of the movie is a the guy Beatles. wakes up, yeah, yeah and exist. all of a sudden the Beatles don't exist. Okay. And but he knows, like he from memory, all of their songs. And obviously Beatles, like pretty big, yeah, massive. Anyways, so and then all of a sudden he starts like performing their music mm. and becomes massively influ- influential and wealthy and like the basically the biggest pop star, like overnight. It's actually really interesting because it's um. How does he find out the Beatles don't exist? Start well, like... he, he plays a song called Yesterday, which is a very famous Beatles song, and he performs it just to his family. So he got given a new guitar. So he, he was riding his bike, hit his head, um, and then after he left the hospital, he got gifted a brand new guitar. Then he played the song Yesterday. Yeah. And then, like, the whole, like, his, like, girlfriend and stuff and, like, his parents are like, whoa, that, that song was incredible. Mm. And then he's like, yeah. Of course it was. It's the Beatles. Like, it's the Beatles. And it's like, Who's the, Beatles? the who? And it's like, the Beatles. And then it's like, a, and then they may, like, they have no idea who the Beatles are, also because they don't exist in this universe. Mm. And so, anyways, um, it's not really important. It, there is an actually really interesting part, though, where, like, so Ed Sheeran discovers him. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen he, of it. Yeah, he opens, he opens for Ed Sheeran. And then, like, the whole crowd love him instantly because he's performing the Beatles. Mm. Um, and then um, Ed Sheeran and him have this, like, contest on, oh, like, let's go away for five minutes. And write a write song, a and song. Then he pulls out Hey Jude or something. Yeah, he pulls out, like, one of the, like, the best Beatles songs there is. Just, but he's, it, made, it made it look like he wrote the song <laughs> in five minutes. Yeah. And then Ed Sheeran, it's such a depressing scene because then Ed Sheeran's like, wow. Like, I always knew someone younger and better than me would come along, but I didn't think it was going to happen yet. And then it's like, and then there's like, no need to vote on whose song was better. We know, we know. And then he just walks off, and it's so depressing. But um, the end of the movie, um, it's not really a spoiler, but the person who has then basically manufactured all the Beatles songs goes and meets John Lennon, who is inst- still alive. Is still alive, 
Yes. Okay. So in, in so universe. obviously in the universe, the original universe where he's in the Beatles, he gets shot by the um the Christianity the guy. Yeah. He gets Sorry? shot by yeah the the radical dude. Yeah. Anyways, that asked um, for his autograph. Yeah. Yeah. But in this one, he didn't sell any albums or anything. He just had like a normal job, mm. and like married. Um, who was his? Ah, uh, Kyoto or something. Ki, ki, yeah. So, ki, so, ki, yeah. Ki, so, I don't know. They did heaps of performances together. Yeah. Anyways, um, Kyoto or something. Kyoto, some. I'll look it up right now. Um. Anyways. He, they get married, he has kids, he ends up living to like the ripe old age of like 85 or something. And this guy meets him and he's like, wow, like you're still alive, this is crazy. Um, and he's like, yeah, like why would I not be alive? And he just thinks this guy's crazy. And then he's like, wow, and so you haven't had, like you haven't had any success. Wow, that's crazy. And then he's, John Lennon's like, what do you mean I haven't had any success? And then he's like, you haven't, you haven't sold any albums, you haven't become this famous, like, mm like massive influential person in the music industry and then John Lennon's like listen to what I just told you like I had a kid I had a like I had kids I had a wife I've had like a stable family and I've like lived the life I'd wanted to live and it's like yeah. such a like, this is very true it's like you would never know what you're yeah. capable of mm. in a different life yeah. and, and it's also interesting because John Lennon obviously was such an egomaniac when he was part of the Beatles was he? yeah he said that the Beatles are bigger than Jesus that's why the radical dude. That was part of the reason why the radical dude shot him. Yeah. About which part? I mean, maybe I'm just not informed. Her name was Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Yokomoto or something? You were uh, Tokyo. You, 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 you were saying <laughs> Kyoto or something? Kyoto. Yeah. yeah um, I was thinking K as well, but it wasn't. I this could be wrong. Um, but like I I he said something along the lines of the Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That is ringing. And like then that. the guy, there was like a bunch of reasons. The guy wanted to be famous. The guy was obsessed with John Lennon. He was also like a Christian. Didn't he try and, oh, maybe I'm thinking about, there's, a, there's some dude that like tried to assassinate um, uh, Ronald Reagan as well. And I'm thinking they weren't the same guy though. <laughs> You'd hope um, <laughs> We're just letting this guy slip through the cracks. We're doing, we're doing How we let him get away twice? We're doing Gaz's conspiracy little segment now. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's so many different um, ways you can live your life. Yeah, and it is just interesting. Um, well, it's a, my point before was the fact that John Lennon, when he was on the Beatles, was such like a bit of, like such an egotistical, not egotistical, but he was just very like wanted everyone to know that he knew his worth, right? Mm -hmm. And then in that regard, but then the flip side of it, when he doesn't become this like absolute influential person in the music industry is that he's just happy being like a like a father and a husband yeah and and yeah it's just it's kind of relates to what you were saying before it's a great great movie mm. I, would, I would recommend recommend if you like the beatles as well if you like the beatles are you a fan of the beatles yeah i like the beatles who do you think is the most influential paul mccartney in the in the band you reckon it was Paul McCartney? I think John Lennon would have been if he continued to live. <laughs> but I think Paul McCartney's just because he's one of the two remaining alive members, he's gone on to do a lot in in his later life, which has sort of cemented him as his own. But he's also a single artist. They all sort of did their own thing a little bit. Yeah. I think even Ringo did it. He, I mean, he wrote Yellow Submarine, so they all did their own thing. Like, 
George is George Harrison, the guitarist that died. He was a pretty amazing music musician as well. But it's just because he's in a band with Paul McCartney and John Lennon that he didn't really get much of the limelight. Well, that's why it's, like, it's such an amazing group of people. Yeah, um, I remember like doing like reading a book about um like Queen. And they all, like, each of them all wrote, like, like an absolute hit. Like, a massive song that still to this day is huge. Yeah. Um, and and it's just, like, they all just kind of get overshadowed because, like, Freddie Mercury was... Just such a character. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, wow, that's... But, I mean, um, what's his name? Brian... You could have contributed at any point, by the way. I don't so... have anything to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm just saying, like, I feel like we're, it's a very one-on-one -on -one conversation over here. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, the guitarist, Brian. Brian May, is it, for Queen? I think so. I'm just going to say it is. He's an astrophysicist. Yeah. Like, actual full-time astrophysicist when he's not a rock star. And I think, like, a few years ago he came out, there was an article about how he... Like, he was working with some university group that discovered something in space. And it's like, he's not only... Like, if you think of, like, John Lennon in, in Yesterday having lived his own life, Brian May, not only is in his life has he been part of one of the most influential rock bands, the 1970s and 80s, but he's also an astrophysicist. Yeah. Like, that's was, pretty crazy. Yeah, he studied electrical engineering. Yeah. Or was it? Is I don't know. That, I, I feel like he was doing astrophysics in the movie... Like when, when uh, what's the movie called? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, they said he was studying astrophysics. I'm pretty sure, but he, um, he may have been studying electrical engineering. Maybe I've, I'm maybe I'm misquoting. It's been a while since I've like read the book. Yeah. I remember, they did say something about the movie though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's just crazy. It's also crazy to um, I don't know, just the whole rise to um. Like stardom. I mean, I know it's kind of ironic because I'm kind of. I mean, I don't want to say the rise. You're on the rise. But now. I'm saying that I'm kind of doing the early. But I, I, I always thought that'd just be super interesting. I guess it's extremely different now, specifically with the music industry, mainly because you don't even have to go and like do a bunch of gigs to get famous, mm. really. Mm. Like Olivia Rodrigo, like, like her first tour like sold out like instantly everywhere because she was already massive when she was released her first album mm. um, yeah it's definitely changed to how it was back then Lewis Capaldi too I think I haven't watched his documentary but I think that's a lot about all of a sudden he went from being all of a sudden this massive massive like pop star mm. is pop star the right word I don't want to like yeah, make him. Offended. Yeah, I think like pop stars. Thoris right Capaldi listens to this podcast. Apologies, man. Damn, I feel like pop stars is the right word though. I feel yeah. like even like Freddie Mercury would have been a pop star back in the seventies because popular music was like rock. Yeah, Queen, whatever they were playing. Whatever they were playing, that was like popular. Yeah. At the time, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah. No. Good. Yeah. Did you have another topic? Oh, I have one. I've mentioned this. This, I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. Yes, go saw. Um, something happened to me on Saturday, and I realized, and I learned, remembered I. It may remember something I don't like about the world. Yeah. So um, I went to the football on Saturday, and I went to the canteen, and I wanted to, I wanted to get a salad roll, mm. until I realized that for the price of a salad roll, I could get myself two sausage rolls, one and a half pies. Um. 
How much was a salad roll? Everything like you could want, I could get multiple of, except the salad roll. It was the most expensive thing on their menu. Really? So that led, reminded me that this is a problem I've thought of in the past, that for some reason, salad rolls are the most expensive item. Obviously because they take the most effort to make mm. out of all the things in the canteen. Yeah. But at the same time... They'd be the cheapest to make. Wouldn't they? Raw material-wise, yeah, surely. Well, yeah, in terms of like raw material, but in terms of effort, mm. yeah, yeah, like being around, like loading up canteens before. That's like sandwiches and um, salad rolls, like the one thing that the canteens make themselves. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the rest they all just bring in and heat up. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, when when you put a price on something, you're not only putting on a, putting a price on for the like cost of materials, you're also putting on a price of cost of service. Yeah, true. Which for obviously the salad roll is making the salad roll. Yeah, that's an injustice, really. Yeah, so I've I've known I've thought this for a very long time when I was younger at the school canteen and not realizing that all the healthy options were expensive and mm. I could get a hot dog for two dollars fifty. I'm like, well, what am I really going to get? A hot dog for two fifty or a salad roll for seven bucks? Yeah, true. I'm just not. It's a pretty simple decision. I could get nearly three hot dogs for that price. Mm. So. And that's why, I th- and that could be a potential reason why we might be heading towards some unhealthy crisis because the expensive foods are the healthy ones. Mm. Obviously, a supermarket is not, not that's not so much the case. But in terms of buying food out in public, it or seems take away. Yeah, mm, it seems a little bit backward that the healthy options are the ones you have to pay the most for. Well, I think, like, especially with it may be different for like if you're buying a national pie or a, a hot dog compared to a like a, a salad roll mm. it's different compared to like buying something from Macca's where the main goal of the food chemists that design the ingredients for those burgers is to to make them last and they have you know, preservatives and and other stuff in them which i feel like cheapens their overall like price per unit cost mm. than having you know, then maybe a salad because it's perishable in the same regard mm. but if you were to have like it yeah it is annoying that that but even then so that logic, logic there is a little bit backwards because the perishable items because are the expensive ones like if you're saying it like a place sells a salad more expensive than a burger mm. the, the salad is the one that will go bad before the burger, so why would that be the more expensive item? Specifically with McDonald's, I think you're referring to, yeah? yeah. Because yeah. obviously a, a pie um, is a, probably about as perishable as a ham and salad roll. Would I be wrong in saying that? Um, I would probably say yes. Well, it, it, it like comes a... out depending on where you store it. Like, it's easy to make meat last a long time. You put meat in a freezer. I mean, yeah, good point. I'm That's... not sure what lengths you have to take to make an apple last a long time. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah that's the case though like you could when you're transporting all of this like or if, you, if you've got pies and stuff you can just chuck them in a freezer for mm. ages like national pies like just chuck them in a freezer and then bring them out and then just sell them for you know a 20% markup for what you bought them for or whatever so when you say national pie you mean like a regular size meat pie yeah I realised yeah. that was or like you know those ones that come in like sort of plastic packaging that you can just sort of yeah they're here, like they're for one person yeah 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 I mean, that's um, what you call them uh it's like a brand yeah i'm just yeah it's one brand hmm. but you could but like yeah four and 20 pies yeah 
Yeah, they're all. It's you know, we know exactly what we're talking diff- about. Different to to if you were to go to a bakery and they make you a they make in the bakery like a steak pie or something. Mm. Like this is just something that has has been mass produced and then, like a plain meat pie. Yeah, yeah. But even then, the plain meat pies last a long time in the freezer as well. As well. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. Like they're they're less expensive because they're not per- perishable. Mm. And the salad isn't, and they have to. Like I, I, yeah. Once they've made the ham and salad roll, they have to sell it, or they throw it out. Like those are the two options. Because once they've made the ham and salad roll, like that's it. Like what? that's my point. Then why is it the more expensive item? If they have because to they need to sell enough. Like on the off chance that they, I don't know. I, I can't really answer that question to be honest. Actually, you sort of like walked into my reasoning there. If you need to get rid of something, surely price it lower. Yeah, it's like the thing, like the laws of yeah, economics. I feel like they would do that at some time. Like at some. You know, at the end of the day, like it might be priced lower, but I feel like in general, it's just like they like if you were to go to a morning coffee store, like at, at a time when they've just received new stock, they mm. would keep it at a higher price than mm. like the stuff that they can just chuck back in the refrigerator if it doesn't get sold. Also, mm. um, like an interesting thing, and this kind of relates to what both of you have said. Um, like if you look at like, um, I remember watching like a documentary ages ago and it's like uh, McDonald's, they like are statistically like the most profitable in areas where there is not like a great economic, like, um, success, like successful, like households and stuff. Like when there are people who are like struggling to like make it paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, Mm. it makes more sense for them to just have to like to go to Macca's because it's like it's it's quicker and it's easier than like cooking a homemade meal which might in the end end up being more expensive mm. and so like McDonald's ends up actually doing a lot better when people are poorer and in that regard as well vegans most people who are vegan it's because they can afford to be vegan like most homeless people you don't see them saying I'm like please give me food but make sure there's no gluten in it you know because it's like they can't afford to like beggars can't mm. be choosers, and in that regard, the, maybe that has a bit of a um, factor into the fact that people who are making the decision to be healthier are normally people who are. I'm kind of walking down, walking myself. No, I'll I'll see you no I know, I know what you mean. I know, yeah. Are normally people who can afford to be healthier, and hence why they probably might pay more for a ham and salad roll as opposed to someone yeah. who this is going to be their only food yeah. for today. They just need a meat pie. Exactly. If you're if you're going to queue, you're better off... If you're building a restaurant in queue, you're better off putting a nice Italian restaurant or a fancy Mexican restaurant in there instead of Macca's. Yeah. Because you're going to get... Well, that's what your clientele yeah. are probably going to Exactly. Look for. Whereas if you go out to, yeah, like other areas, I don't want to name areas, but there are definitely areas where it definitely makes far more sense to put like a Macca's or a... Or a KFC or a Hungry yeah. Jacks. Yep. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I just that I think that plays a part into it as well. Is that mm. I think because I have heard like arguments about that about being vegan, especially like vegan restaurants and stuff. I've heard that it is can be quite expensive. Mm. Mm. And I feel like yeah. Yeah, well, it's a it's a fair point though. It's all to be annoyed at it that it happens mm. where you're like paying for healthy food. Like so much more than you probably than you should be, yeah. but I, I definitely doesn't make it okay. It it makes the alternative look like less less of less food, mm. in terms of like, if this if I'm paying this much for real like a real salad, in a real 
like what what type of meat are they using in this cheap pie that I could buy three of for the price of one of these? Like, mm. I, I feel like that's just something that... It might just be a reason that they just have to get rid of the pies more so than... But you reckon, because we said it before, you could refreeze the pies. Oh, uh, yeah, ten, but no, they might need to, though. Even if, they are, even if you can store them for a very long time, they will eventually go bad. Yeah, yeah. and they're still and they're pretty cheap to buy, I guess, for the for the stores. Yeah. I also have the seen... Uh, what, Not to mention, to keep, like, your, um, like, say, for example, some... I take canteens again, for example, because, like, I imagine schools would have, like, mm-hmm. people, that, people that would go to for food. To keep them happy, they would also have to, like be able to respond to them that all the kids are buying their stock yeah, yeah. so they might have to put that sort of food a bit cheaper so they can keep the like keep the, the flow food, of, yeah, keep of the produce coming, coming. yeah exactly because yeah that makes sense because even like I said in my time around canteens usually even if they're a bit more expensive the salad rolls are one of the fastest selling items mm. Mm. yeah yeah really that's interesting yeah see and I and I the do, sandwiches as well I too tend to see um I think that though, but I think that is because they, there's less of them. Like what I, because I like used to do a little bit of work in a canteen when I was younger. And like what tended to happen was the ham and salad rolls would sell out. But like, for example, if we run out of like potato cakes or pies, someone goes upstairs, gets a whole new batch out because mm-hmm. we can just heat them up. And, yeah. then, but, and then when, for example, by like the last batch of the day when there's like 15 pies left, we start selling them for like two bucks. Yeah. Like half price or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. And so, like, in that regard, um, maybe that's, like, obviously they're going to sell it. Because one, because they're not going to make more ham and salad rolls during the day. Yeah. Like, once once they're out, they're out. Whereas, like, pies and all that stuff, you can just keep making more and more of it and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I guess so. I never, this is a fun fact, I never actually bought anything from my high school canteen yeah I find that so hard to believe yeah. <laughs> I never never touched it I really? did in, in primary school but then I, you did in primary school yeah but then I for the first two years of high school I didn't and then I was like okay I'll probably just keep this up so why just because I thought I don't know so I even just never needed it in the first two years so I was like oh, I can probably go without for the whole time because the one that the bit about that story that gets me is um like I obviously went to a number of school with a number of people who didn't get lunch orders ever, but they would still always go on a hot day for an icy pole. You never did that. No, I mean it doesn't get that hot in Tassie, to be fair. Mm. Like, but even then, like you think, like your perception of hot would be a bit low on the average person. So say a day is twenty three and sunny, that might be <laughs> very, <laughs> very rarely. <laughs> yeah, most of the year, like because the schools. I mean, I guess it starts earlier than uni, doesn't it? The school semester, um, but. We started in summer, it would probably be like 22 degrees. It only really gets really hot around December. And then, oh, it, sort of, mm, it does get a bit hot sort of late January, but just, a, yeah. But it's not it's not that hot. Like, it's pretty, it's still pretty timid. It's like 22 degrees. Yeah, and I'll, then it, it will die off very quickly. And then it will be back down to 16, 15 degrees, 14 degrees in around spring. Or, or you know um, autumn sorry um, and it's just like and then for the rest and then winter's just grim it's like you know 8 degrees 10 degrees and then so like the, yeah I don't know the, the, the climate never had an effect on my appetite mm. really yeah. I also went to a school in a place that was traditionally cold mm. 
And like like I said, any day where the sun was out and it was above 20 degrees, a number of kids just start sweating at lunch. Well, <laughs> so then where do you go? Well, you get an icy pole. You're probably also like, I'm not playing footy or basketball during lunch oh, hour. Oh, yeah, true. But even so, like even the people that wouldn't play sport would always go for icy poles. We in in, in I think you know I was particularly worse because our camps were so far from the canteen. Like, sure, like this would have been one as well. Like, oh, oh do you want to come to the canteen with me? I'll get you an icy pole. Yeah, sure. That was such an elite thing. Is when you had that mate who just had that money because all like, they had to do would want to come to the canteen. No, I'll buy some. Say less. All, all to, <laughs> it, it sounds like yeah, like it doesn't sound that great. But They're the buying day, a friend. Though, like, um, because you're only spending fifty cents. Yeah, true, true. In the, in the scheme you, you could find that on the ground in fact I had some mates who would just all they would do at lunchtime was hang around the canteen trying to scab money off people I did that when then, I then, they would, then they would <laughs> roll into class eating like a meat pie because they'd be able to scrap together five bucks you know I used to do it and I wouldn't spend the money I used to always be like oh like year seven I only, to clarify I've got to make it clear that I only did this in like year seven because it's if you do it any older than that, you're just not a good person but in year seven I used to do it and then would go home like I would be like oh does anyone have, do you have like a dollar I just need? Like I'd be talking to people coming out of the canteen, like do you have a dollar, do you have 50 cents? And then I'd roll on home. Me and like a mate um, used to do it, Jack, you guys, mm -hmm. we used to do it and we used to roll on home with like 15 bucks each and then we'd pull up to like like the fish and chip shop for dinner and it'd be like elite. It'd be the best thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to be home alone for like, like, for like Friday night home alone, say less. Get the bike oh, out, pedal to the fish and chip store. That's a cool vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I um, oh, I was gonna say something on that. Something about not going to the school canteen. Uh, yeah, no, it was no, it was about someone buying friends yeah. through canteen. Um, uh, <laughs> he'd go and he and he'd buy. Um, like this happened in in middle school, so year seven and eight, but it also happened in high school, and it was a guy who's like. Like, you know, everyone, you know, he was in my year group and everyone was like, yeah, you know, he's a bit on the spectrum, maybe. He's a nice guy, but he's like, some of the stuff he says is cool, like pretty... Weird. Not, yeah, weird, but also just very... Questionable. Out of pocket. Out of pocket and sort of sometimes comes off as aggressive and, and just kind of like condescending. Yeah. So, but anyway, he'd make great effort to act conscientious, conscientious and he'd go to the canteen and buy let's say five like nachos and then he'd be like oh anyone want nachos <laughs> god your canteen sounds elite and then uh he would buy five like packets yeah. of nachos yeah like, it'd be like uh, you know, get a you get a box yeah like the canteen makes and he would them. buy five of them yeah and then he just how would he carry them stack just them stack them and then he'd just like give them out or maybe not five maybe and three. would they hang out with him we we all sort of so you did that no i didn't do it i never took any food from anyone that went to the canteen yeah um but like all of it's sort of funny describing our school situation in high school all of the like because i went to a like a all all dude school all boys school all dude school <laughs> i should have said that <laughs> all dude school. All dude school. <laughs> at this all dude school That's all the, the dudes that were like there was sort of three main groups and it was like in the year group and it was like all the nerds all the sporty dudes and then like you know people in between yeah. The people in between were in different groups, but they were sort of the minorities. Yeah. And like all the nerds would just hang out together. Like we'd seek shelter together. Oh, so you were one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sporty <laughs> dudes would be like, like, um, you know, playing footy or, you know, whatever. They'd be doing their own thing on the, um, you know, playing soccer or 
whatever. In high school, there's not as much ground for them to, you know, play sport as primary school. Because in primary school, everyone was just kicking us off a bowl at lunch. Yeah. But high school, not really the case. So we are all just like, all the nerds would just congregate in our little safety area. Not There was no, there's no aggression or anything. We just like to, to hang out together, I guess. And there'd be about 25, 30 of us all in this, like, you know, chatting. And then this guy would come up and just offer nachos. And so some people would just say, yep, I'll take that. And then they would just eat it. And maybe like talk to him for a bit, like we would talk to him. He'd he'd be he is part he was part of the group, um, but you know it was just a very noticeable thing that That's he'd try and do. So, and you feel bad and and like you know we'd like me and my friends like my close friends would talk to him a bit um, if he was a bit left out. But he'd do some interesting things. And he'd like, yeah, he was an interesting guy. I'm sure every school has one of those characters, though. Yeah, for it's sure. Like a, it's like a definitely a like a there's a there's a character chore yeah. aspect of it. There was one girl has. at my high school who would always walk around wearing headphones, and I religiously oh, from like year seven onwards would always play ball. Like she wore like those like the headphones you wear, Lewis, yeah. like the bulky ones that it was very obvious. And she'd just walking around by herself, not talking to anyone. I assume listening to music. And I religiously, after like from like halfway through year seven onwards, religiously played basketball. Spent lunchtime doing nothing else, right? Yeah. And um, she would always like walk by maybe once, maybe once a fortnight or so and just walk past us and we'd look at her and be like, mm, and then we'd just move on and keep playing. And then she'd scream out something like, I know you're talking about me. And we were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and then, and I start dying because obviously I just have no filter. I've lost my shit. And then she's like, I can tell, I can tell you're talking about me. And like, and I, I, she must've just been very just insecure and thought everyone was making fun of her all the time, which like wasn't unfair. Like I, I wasn't making fun of her. I, I, I'm not that below the belt, but I like people definitely like she was a weird cat. So, like, there were definitely, like, murmurs and, like, things. Mm, mm. She wasn't, you know, like, high school's a shit place, man. Like, just rumours and bullying happens. Yeah. Anyways, I, um, so she was probably just insecure from all of that and just randomly, like, none of us had anything to do with her ever. But she would just every now and again come walk past and be like, I know you're talking about me. And it, was, it wasn't, like, a flirty way. You know how some girls come over and they're like, stop, like, stop looking at me. No, oh, I've never experienced that. Yeah, me neither. Um... But I'll cut that out. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh my god, boy, you're playing footy. Oh, I'm so good at footy. I watch me kick. I know you're mad, but I have to agree with Lewis. This that hasn't really happened to me. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, anyways, and she was just real fast. Um, but there was probably a similar story. One guy tried to buy my sister off me. Like Wait, what <laughs> he said, you, the way the same way that you your, story. your mate was trying to buy friends. Yeah, one guy came up to sister. me said said he likes like likes my sister and wants approval from me, um, because my sister's like eighteen months and he was like her age, so it wasn't like weird. He wants approval from, from me. You. Yeah. Anyways, so, like, like, and I was this like, in primary school. Or high this school? is in high. You school. made it sound like you like high was, school. Yeah. I'm in I'm in year nine or ten maybe, and he was in year seven with my sister. You made this sound like some sort of. He was actually probably system. older. He might have been. He might have been like year nine, and so was my sister, and I might have been year ten or year eleven. That's so. so anyway, like, like you made it sound like it was a bidding system. Like he was no. like he can't see one over. Like say you're both in line and go. Here's like a like a hundred bucks. 
May I please take her off your hands? <laughs> I think it was I was in year ten. My sister and the guy was in year nine. And um, so basically, what had happened is they he like was asking for your they kissed there, they, they kissed at a party or something. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> Anyways, then he like said that he liked her, and I'm like, okay, go off, I guess. And then uh, some of the boys started teasing her, like, oh, you need Sam's approval or whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Because I wasn't mates with the kid at all. Like, I didn't like I, di- I didn't have really any relationship with him in the slightest. Anyways, um, he then was like, oh, yeah, no, I need your approval. And I was like, say Need your approval? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to give it. He's like, oh, what can I do to get your approval? And I'm like, go buy... So, the thing, for, con- for context, go buy. There, was, there was these... um. There were like these burgers, like, and they were elite. There was like Hawaiian burgers, so and they cost like five fifty. They were like expensive, and I said, "Get me one of those, put a hash brown in it, so six fifty for us." It doesn't end here, like six fifty. A sausage roll, which was like three bucks, and also a hash brown wrap was like, which was like like a hash brown bacon barbecue sauce, another hash brown, all in a wrap, and that was like three bucks, and. So all in all, it was about maybe twelve dollars, thirteen dollars worth of food, and I'm like, "That's that's that's the, the deal. Price. It's the price of my sister." And so then, and get <laughs> the context of that, my sister didn't like him. Like my sister, because I said to my sister, "I'm like, oh yeah, there's a bit of murmurs about this, like yesterday at school." Oh and my, my sister's like, "Yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't know. I was just like." Don't know why I kissed him. It was weird. It was a bad decision on my part. I'm like, I completely agree, but go off. And she's like, yeah. Anyways, and I'm like, I think he wants to date you. And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm not interested though. I'm like, okay, let me work this system real quick. So he ends up buying me all this food. And then I'm like, you've got my approval. And so then I'm just I'm just on the basketball court eating all this food. And then, um, what do you call it? He um, like goes over to my sister and she just rejects him. And I'm just like, hilarious. I'm just like, I, I've played the system to perfection here. <laughs> so tough on the young man. That is so tough. I don't regret a thing. I think that was one of the best decisions of my life. But the fact that, that you was said, one of my worst. yes, you can have my permission, but I would. And then you yeah. made him pay in food. I didn't make, make him do anything. He, I said, yeah, but this is what it cost you. And because I started off with, I, th- I was just going to do a sausage roll and a hash brown wrap. And then he's like, and, but then he said yes way too quickly. So I was like, oh, and... And a Hawaiian burger, which is like, you know, like a burger was like tomato, lettuce, cheese, pineapple, hash brown. It was like, it was a great decision by me. And she said no. And I'm like, oh, and I was, that was, I was so well fed that lunchtime. <laughs> I don't regret a thing. My sister made, my parents made me feel bad about it though, if that helps. Like my parents <laughs> were like, your sister. Yeah, that Selling was, your that's sister exactly down. what my mum was like, you just born and Kate off like an ox. <laughs> <laughs> like an ox. And I'm like, well... She still had her own decision to make. I just played the system well. I don't regret a thing. Anyway. Oh was that the best gosh. item on your canteen, that Hawaiian burger? Probably. Hash brown wraps were good, but they weren't filling. Mm. Mm. We had these things, um, chicken palmer rolls, and they're not what they sound like at all. What were they like? So you have like a, have a roll of garlic bread that's cut open like a hot dog with the garlic on the inside. Then they just shoved a chicken schnitzel on its side. That sounds good. Yeah, I it think was very had, good. We had some something similar, but I so you would eat this chicken schnitzel. Oh, it was actually like made into a pasta. So there was still like cheese and sauce on it. Oh, um, that's a leap. Dipped into a thing of garlic bread. Oh. It was only there on Fridays. It was one of the best selling items. Yeah, yeah. wow. We, we were saying the other night. Oh, yeah, last night, garlic bread, one of the most underrated foods ever, mm. hands down. Do you reckon? 
I don't think it's underrated. Oh, I wouldn't say it's underrated. Everyone knows how good it is. Is it yeah. just is it just well rated? It's just good. I think it's correctly rated. Correctly rated. Maybe we should do underutilized. Correctly rated. Hmm. Mm. I would say the keys in the moderation. I would say. I'd say the keys in the moderation. I think if you it had definitely. Bread every night, you'd be like, oh. I think it doesn't. Bread, I, I don't true. think it holds a candle to chips. I think really? I think chips. I think chips like cleans. Cleans garlic. Cleans garlic bread easily. But I'm saying, I'm saying, but chips are more consistently on the side of meals. So that's why I'm saying. Maybe we can change that culture shift. I don't. I think they're, I think they're, I agree. Garlic Garlic bread's underutilized, but I don't think it like deserves to be in the same conversation as chips. No, I think it's perfectly utilized. Like I said, the keys in moderation. Maybe we should do, we should do like a podcast like this. Like like when I, when I come um, up with like 50, 15 things or just anything. Just anything. Oh yeah. Overrated, underrated, underrated. Underutilized. Fully utilized or whatever, over over abused yeah. or same with songs though. Like you can get some underrated, overrated songs that are overplayed or underplayed. Yeah, like those are the four criteria. Yeah, you can probably you, should, list, you, should, you can you can do everything for those. So like every song will have its like, next podcast. That's what you should do. All right. We, yeah. Okay. Or like could oh. all just like get a list together. Oh, that's a great call. We'll all do that's, it. That's what I like, have like three cases and I come up with a one song for each. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm just getting up. Um, just before the Samsung. Samsung. So I'm going to Splinter in the Grass in Ooh. Australia. So I've been listening to a lot of um, their music. Like the the music that the artists are going to be playing, right, right? Um. So talk is overrated by Jeremy Zucker would be um, my song for today. I think it's really good, and I've Jeremy Zucker's playing at the festival. And okay. I'm very keen to hear him perform. Oh, oh, you're playing it. Oh, oh, no, I was playing in the song accidentally. Then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nice. Anything nice. else you guys? I do. Mentioned? I do have one more topic. Oh. It's going to bring us down a dark road for a second. Um, uh, it's quit. Worst way to die. I feel like this should be the next drowning. Podcast. Do you reckon we should hold it yeah. for the next one? I think this is a good. We can talk about this for fifteen minutes at least. I reckon. I, yeah. Well, I mean, we could talk about it now. You want to go for an hour and twenty minutes? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I've got places to be, man. Let's give the list a quick. We'll do it in ten minutes. We'll do it ten minutes. <laughs> ten, well, ten minutes I, I say drowning, but I'm, it's. It's not great because I've never actually died, so I can't. <laughs> That's true. So burning so I, to death would be up there. I'd say yeah. burning to death or drowning would be very high. I've um, heard um, falling from a great height. How no, would, no, that'd be instant though. But the thing is that if it's a great height, you have like a while to fall, contemplate your own demise. Yeah, a lot of time to think about it and knowing there's no escape. Yeah, that's true, actually. That, in a sense, would be torture. Bleeding mm. out would be one as well. Yeah, that's also not a nice way to go. Cancer? Like any form of cancer? Yeah, true. That's pretty Because bad. that's because everyone has to watch you die? That is... Yeah, that's another aspect of it. On the what you were saying about falling for a sex all, mm. there's this movie called Dread. I don't want to spoil it too much, but in this universe... Um, there's this drug which basically slows down time and like when you get high you're basically seeing the world 10 times slower so it, you may be in a trance for what you think is 10 minutes but it's only like 30 seconds or less hmm. um, or it, it even it can they don't really specify the time the ratio a ratio so it could be hours that you're zoned out or you think you're zoned out and you're just appreciating everything in like full depth cover in full def color but your your perception is of time is really altered and you could yeah. be living an hour in like 
10 minutes or an hour in one As in minute. only 30 seconds has passed, but you thought it was an hour time. Yeah, exactly. And there's this scene where they get these two guys to take this drug and then they chuck them off a, a I don't know, probably a 50-story building. Okay. And so they're in this, they're high, and they're, what their perception of time is, it's almost like they're falling for, you know, it'd be the, the equivalent of a and day. this is torture, is it? Well, it's a way of killing them, yeah. It's because they're falling for a day, so they have a whole day when they're super high. Like, this is the most crazy, scary way to go ever, I think. One of the ways is that you're, you're high, your perception of everything is super enhanced, and you're you're knowing that there's yeah, no you're way... In a, you're, you're in an inescapable situation. Inescapable, but you have to... You're, there's no way out of it, and you have to last a whole day before you hit the ground, which is just crazy. But anyway, that's a cool movie, so check it out. I'll have to sauce it. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a pretty scary way, way to go. But mm-hmm. in general, I think falling from a great height would be... Unless it was a very great height, it would be kind of okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but bleeding out isn't ideal either. Yeah, I, I'm Getting just thinking... poisoned. No, poison would be pretty quick, though, wouldn't it? That would it? be better than... But I think, like, the, the blindside nature of it. Mm. Like, you don't know you're being poisoned. If you're just, like, be into a... Eat a biscuit one day, then all of a sudden have that biscuit be the reason of your death. Yeah, true. True. The, the blindside nature of death is often the worst part. I disagree. I've heard Knowing death is coming. Died. Oh. Oh, fair enough. I don't know. Um, don't really talk to them. No, I agree. Them. I'd rather be blindsided though than than yeah. than know the inevitable's happening. Would you rather know how how you died or when? Well, I feel like if I knew either, it wouldn't happen. Well, I think if I if it knew either, it would drive me insane. Mm. If I knew when I was going to die, it would be okay for the first. Say, if I was going to die at ninety two, like it'd be actually that wouldn't be too bad. I'd much prefer knowing when than knowing why because I'd be, how or how sorry because I'd spend the rest of my life trying to avoid whatever that never is never doing that thing yeah, yeah. Um, but it would just muck up my life I think yeah um, but if unless unless they said that I would die when I'm like 35 and then that's going to scare me because you know that's not too long yeah. it'd probably be really good for my productivity in the short term like in the first 10 years it'd be good and then the last couple of years I'd be like Ugh. This is kind of sad. I've only got two years left. Close. But yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, no, probably when. Because then I would just like live life, like I don't know, to the fullest to that point, I guess. Yeah, true, true. Um, one way that I heard the worst way to die. From who? Um, I think some comment on some somewhere on the internet that there's this type of goat um, out there um, or I think any goat really it doesn't have to be a specific type of goat but what um, a certain culture of people used to do is they used to cover someone in like salt and then they just let them be like tie them down and then this goat would like lick off the salt from them. oh yeah I've heard like torture methods like that yeah and, and then the, the goat them. would just keep licking like it, even when there's no salt, even left. when there's no salt, it will think there's salt. Why? And it'll just keep. I don't know. It's just because the goat's tongue is. I don't know. They 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 think there's still salt there. And then licks them to death. And then the the, the tongue is so coarse that it will just lick 
eventually lick through the skin like it will corrode and you know scrape off the skin and it'll just keep licking the flesh that'd be a pretty horrible way to go fuck yeah imagine being licked to death by a goat Mm. um but yeah Mm. anyway that's kind of a depressing end (laughs) end to a episode Um, (laughs) watch out for goats i guess facts um but yeah and landmines so what uh, true what um finally what what the worst way to die ignoring goats drowning burning to death i'm gonna say yeah i think that's probably that'd be my two worst one drowning or burning to death i think would be the worst but i think drowning would be better really burning to death yeah because i think there's like Mm. a euphoric like point part of drowning at the very end yeah Mm. which i think Uh, yeah apparently i've done where i've read this but apparently like the moment you give up it's actually quite a peaceful way to drown i mean peaceful way to die but who the hell wants to give up like, it would take a while before people would give up That's it's not really a choice yeah. thing i think mm. when you drown it's a fight it's, or flight and yeah. it's always yeah you always fight until fight you until you go yeah yeah Vsauce said it was the scariest way to die or scariest thing sorry not scariest way to die but scariest thing was to drown the most common human experience that everyone is afraid of fair enough but yeah Mm, sorry to, to twist it. <laughs> We've taken a dark turn. Anyway. Um, Anything else to share? No. Watch out for those goats, guys. Right. Saul, thoughts? Yep, I agree. <sighs> Whoopah!